Time for rolling. Hey, how's it going, guys? Endless55 here. I'm joined with my co-host, as always, Groot Sloth. What's up, guys? How's it going? What's up, Endless? Not much. We are on episode 27 of Time for Rolling Esports. Uh, we are going over weekend number three. Yep. We are coming up to the last weekend before the, the first split. challenge battles. So this weekend will be important for those bottom three teams. We'll discuss that later on. Um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at TFR underscore esports. Um, I don't know. Do we have any ice left to give away? I don't know if we do have ice left. I have ice left to give away. I could. We may be doing a giveaway here soon. We haven't done one. We also were waiting for a really cool skin to be released, and we haven't found one yet cool enough. We were going to give away Grace just because it's only 900, and that's boring. We like to give away legendary skins. Whoa. We do? Yeah. Right. Well, you don't like to give away legendary skins. No, I like giving away the 900 ones. Because <laughs> you like to keep some minds for yourself. Yeah. But uh, other news in the Time World, Time Guild, we did just gain Ginger and the Beard. Ginger and the Beard. Draken. Draken, yeah. Draken yep. and Ripcord. Yep. So we are excited to have them join and start doing some collaboration throughout the whole guild all together with the other content creators. Uh, we also have a couple coaches who are also very smart in the Vainglory world, Odds and Belligerent. They also help out in our uh, esports side of things. Anything else to talk about? Any other announcements? This upcoming weekend we will be busy once again. Go us. Yeet. But We will do the same thing as we're doing today pretty much we will do a review we will not leave you hanging an above average review not yeah. our best because uh, a little rough yeah watch as many games as we could the worst part about it is it'll probably be a little later than when it normally comes out yeah i think we'll be good on this one we'll still be sticking to our tuesday thursday schedule i think we'll stick with that next week stay tuned but i think that's all our nonsense we have for this week i hope you guys enjoy episode 27 of time for rolling esports targets that is one trade t tigers is still pretty healthy tries to jump in he finds one this is a big turnaround for liberation x they might get the third they might find an ace here on two lost boy top surrey strike is not oh. goes down he might go for donna twips he's gonna get one he's gonna get two lost boy oh. top Top, he does it. He gets the two versus one turnaround under the turret. He lives too. Alright, so first up, let's quickly, we're just going to go through all of EU just okay. because we uh, want to spend more time on NA and didn't get to really, I personally didn't get to watch any of EU. I know you saw the finals and maybe the last two matchups, but. Um, just day one matchups: Reliable Union versus Fnatic. Uh, Fnatic won that two to zero. G two Esports versus Dynasty. Uh, G two won that two to zero. That's yep. good for them. They got some points on their belt. Next matchup: Rising Lotus versus Mouse Sports. Uh, Mouse Sports did win that. Rising Lotus did take a point off of them. That's good for them to have another point under their belt. Last game is SK uh, versus Supremacy. Uh, SK does win that two zero. Um, so the semifinals then. So yeah, semifinal matchups were going to be Fnatic versus G2. Uh, Fnatic did take a game off that one, but G2 came away with the win there, so two to one there. The point breakdown for that one. 
And then uh, Mouseports against SK, and SK actually won 2-0, so Mouseports did not make it back to the championships for a third time this week, or I guess third week in a row. Um, yeah, so finals then obviously are going to be G2 versus SK, and your third place matchup, well, I'm giving it away I guess, but it's going to be Fnatic versus Mouseports. So who won for those? SK goes ahead and wins. Yes. SK wins. Gavalfar gets his W back, gets his team back in that first place. Uh, Tyrus had, I did see some highlights in his some of his scores, and he played amazing. Yeah. Just he's, uh, I know Zeno had tweeted at him saying that, you know, he loves watching him play. He's such a, a pat, he's such an aggressive uh, jungler and a passive meta, so. You don't get to see that very often. Yeah, Tyrus is doing a really great job right now, which is, you know, allowing Gavalfar to shine just as much. We see, uh, you know, those laners do even better once they have a jungler who can make some good plays. I didn't get to watch a whole lot of mouse sports this weekend, though, so I'm kind of curious after day one kind of what happened. I mean, I don't know. We'll see Maybe if they... Maybe they couldn't, couldn't do the TSM and continue on yeah. their, their reign, but, you know... We'll it's... see if they'll get back next weekend, though. So, yeah, that leaves us with uh, the bottom three teams for challengers here looking, going into this the last weekend. Rising Lotus, they are tied with uh, G2 Esports with seven each. So that'll be important to see uh, how that matches up this upcoming weekend. G2 is not going to be in the bottom. Side note on that as well, just so everyone knows, I know Tasty Bacon was talking about it, but Rising Lotus does have the head-to-head matchup against G2. So if, let's say, they both get beat this weekend, uh, G2 or Rising Lotus has the, I guess, what, what do you call it? Like the the tiebreaker. The tiebreaker, thank you. I, couldn't think. I was going to say like upper hand. That's so... Well, I mean, kind of, but the tiebreaker <laughs> makes more sense. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks for helping me out there. And then Reliable Union with three and Supremacy at the bottom with zero. So Reliable Union and Supremacy, they'll have to have a good weekend. I know, I don't know if Supremacy actually can have a good enough weekend, maybe, to catch one of them. I don't know. But Reliable Union, they can pull off a big win and maybe get out of that challenger side. So yeah, that's the teams for Europe that are looking to be uh, maybe dropping down and having a play in, in two weeks from now in that Challenger series. That top gap's closed a little bit too between Mouse Sports and some yeah, of Yeah, 19, 13, 11, 9, and 7. So uh, SK still sticking around, Fnatic. We'll see if Mouse Sports, if they struggle again this next week, SK has a chance to kind of take that first place away from uh, Mouse Sports going after split one. Yeah. But let's go ahead and shift over to NA here and discuss uh, these day one and the day two matchups. Uh, first match of the day here was TSM versus Hammers. Uh, we did see starting all over back in that carry position. I was excited to see maybe how Hammers would do against TSM. And, you know, this first game, Hammers actually did a decent job, archaic specifically, on that uh, Grumjaw. While his, K- uh, his KDA may not show it, but... He did a crazy job of absolutely bursting down uh, Von C and really making it a trouble for Von C. You know, when Von C plays that Baptiste, he can go 8 0 and absolutely dominate. But, uh, you know, around the 13 minute mark, it's a 7 6 right now. TSM has uh, is actually down on the gold lead. So, Hammers, while they weren't playing the best, they were sticking in there barely. But, you know, we kind of see Von C and Best Chuck, you know, that combo they had. Which yeah, was, I was say we saw the surprise a little bit of that jewel come out. The jewel. I don't think very many people expected that. Yeah, the jewel coming out of best Chuck here was uh, pretty intense. The draft, we're not going to go through it all, obviously. But, um, you know, we start to see these captains come out like crazy. These flex picks and, 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 and Bangler are nuts. TSM does pick up Grace, so we did see Flash on Grace, which 
uh, was a pretty decent job. Um, we see he also did uh, at the beginning of the game though. Like I've seen other people do it on stream, but we haven't really seen it in the competitive world yet. Flash started out with weapon power, you know, to get that early game aggression, especially with Graves' uh, movement speed. Yeah, she's super fast. Yeah, so like, she starts out with like tier three boots, and she just, just like, sprints yeah, off the bit. That's just kind of noteworthy that you know, I mean, you kind of see some of these these captains even in in the the pro level esports, they kind of build that weapon power to begin with, and then you know, eventually they sell it or they'll go into the crystal. And they go into crystal with yeah. because that yeah. scales well. But you know, the rest of TSM's comp is that uh, Baptiste and a jewel coming out of best chuck, which that's a huge combo. It's very specific how you play it. Uh, the ordain coming out of Von C into the rocket leap from best chuck if you can land that perfectly kind of force someone to leave an ordain maybe get stunned which then allows you know best chuck to jump right on top of them and burst them down with that crit hammers we see them have a full uh captain team they have that uh grump jaw which is a first flex pick they can go anywhere then you get a dodge jail that can go anywhere and then you get uh, a lance which can play weapon power but you know right. for the most part that is a captain so we kind of think of maybe that Grumjaw, Adagio going into those carry uh, jungle positions, which, again, I was just really hyped about Archaic. He played some, he made some really good plays, and uh, really just towards the end of the matchup, though, TSM started playing, Bond C specifically started playing more cleaner, which allowed Best Chuck to, you know, get the damage off he needed, and some of the team fights went back and forth. T Hammers would win one, then TSM, of course, the classic Bangalore, they won the la the latest yeah. fight that mattered. I think Hammers made a little bit of a mistake at the end there, and TSM, they do what they do best and capitalize on it and take the end of the game, even though that Hammers was sticking around most of the game, but TSM definitely cleaned it up. Yeah, second game, Hammers versus TSM here. Hammers uh, pick up that Grumjaw once again, still a flex pick. They ban away Grace right away, though. Uh, Grace, I have been seeing some crazy plays where you got your carry completely deleted. You can fountain to keep them alive, and then you can use your ultimate from Grace to keep them not just alive, but put them back to a complete full health. Right. And when you got a carry like Ringo, which that's who Hammers pick up for one trick starting all over, his old Ringo, his <laughs> carry, uh, you know, you don't want to have that, you know, it would be nice for them to pick that Grace up, but they don't want, you know, Flash to be on Grace at all. But they do pick up that Ringo, and then a Fortress, which is a Fortress, is that captain we have not seen much. Uh, a lot of you see Sweet J and some of the other analysts talk about how, you know, it's a good captain, but just not someone you see right now. Not yeah. as much peel coming out of him, not as much, uh, really, the kit isn't as much of a captain's very aggressive captain play style. Right. Uh, with that Grumjaw, uh, you know, that movement speed coming out of Fortress, and then Fortress allowing Ringo to have that movement speed as well to kind of get into the back line and keep that Ringo safe. Um... Yeah, I mean, it just looking at that Grumpjaw though, it's a double proc. You know, sometimes you can see it going double weapon power. I was I was interested to see if starting all over was gonna go crystal early on. I mean, you don't see it very often, but we did see it. I believe in Europe. I think it was. I think Europe did it. I think Hundor did. But anyway, so yeah, you see Archaic. He gets that double proc, um, which is just, you. I've seen some people criticize double proc and. You know, it's not necessarily the smartest build. Just maybe do double weapon because uh, tension bow, double tyrants absolutely can just melt someone off, even if they do stack a lot of D, uh, yeah. what, you know armor. But you know, we have seen Zeno; they has had some success. But you know, in certain situations, it may be smarter just to build just weapon. Right. But for TSM side here, you know, um, best Chuck on that Baron. Yeah, Oof. that's becoming his. Well, I feel like one of his most comfortable best heroes right now. It's really scary. Especially when you combo it up with a Von C Kashka. Yeah. That's almost like giving them the two most comfortable people they possibly can be on. 
Give Flash uh, X Arden and it's GG. Well, he's, <laughs> he, he's Adagio instead, I which, know. you know, in this case, you get the ganks are just pretty powerful here because, you know, Von C can just, with that movement speed, pouncey fun, twirl, get some damage off. But if you pair that up with, a, you know, the jump jets forward, like that crit can be nuts. Not to mention a gift of fire. In yeah, there, once I mean. you build that tension bow, so... Uh, this game not as close, starting all over, struggled on yeah. Ringo. Just yep. positioning was a little off, maybe trying to be a little too over-aggressive. Uh, just sticking in Von C's, uh range here to absolutely dominate. But, uh, yeah, so TSM, struggle first game. Go ahead and play that second game a little better with that more of that comfortable pick. Go ahead and beat Hammers 2-0. Moving on to the second game here, we do see Echo Fox versus NRG, correct? Yes, sir. So, main thing I want to point out in this game, we're not going to talk about the drafts completely, is that starting lineup for Echo Fox was Yazaru, Supershot, and Slida. So, we did say see uh, Erwin, he was not the laner, which uh, I think that could have affected them this week. I know I did pick Echo Fox to win. I was thinking this was going to be their week. Uh, so, yeah, they had a new new people out there. So, Supershot was in the lane that first game with uh, Weapon Power uh, Glaive. Yep. And then Yazaru in the jungle with that um, very popular Baptiste. Uh, Juan Hernandez in the we- weapon power, um, Kestrel, and then Lightning T with the Crystal Blackfeather, who absolutely dominated. Played an amazing game. Yeah. I What was his final score? I don't know if I actually have it here in front of me. I, I don't remember what it was, but it was it was high. I know that. Yeah. He played a really almost flawless game. NRG, the entire team, played flawless. They yeah, played Bradley had some really crazy good. plays with Grace. The heels coming out. Uh, like I said, if you can time it, if you're playing against a hero who has a m- big burst, yeah. it can be hard because you don't want to do it too late because you can burst out of that heal. Right. But if you time it right, your carry can go from you know 20 to full real fast. And I think while we see teams like certain teams still play Lyra more, that's more of a team heal and it's kind of easier to work with, I think we may see a third you know, healer coming out of these drafts. Someone right. tried to you know, ban away a third hero, he- healer here. Uh, so the second game, you want to talk about for the second game? Yeah, I mean, the second game we saw uh, you know, Yazaru for um, Echo Fox goes ahead and he picks up the Celeste, which we also see then on the other side, Juan Hernandez with the Scarf. So we see quite a bit of, of the mage going on in this game. Um, I was hyped. Celeste and Scar, when I rewatched it, I was like, ooh, two mages that I used to play every day in the lane until it became a weapon power meta. But, and those were, you know, when you put people in the jungle like that, it's just, it's crazy how much has changed throughout the update notes, but... uh, Saw Super Shot back on, on, well, on Kestrel. He he played uh, Glaive last game, but yeah. Yeah, Weapon power, weapon power Kestrel there. You know, seeing the junglers duke it out with those... Uh, mages and it's just interesting to see how that played out i think the scarf i think celeste just struggled with the glaive uh you know the glaive can afterburn and really can uh disrupt celeste range so you have to stay just out of hit range for afterburn if you don't you put yourself in danger of getting absolutely bursted down right and then scarf of course has just as much poke so and then you see the old you know the fin scarf type combo coming out so energy yep. played really well uh, i don't know if echo just tried something new for this week with a new person in there or you know Erwin was just busy but you know we'll see if next week what what changes with that team Echo Fox trying to stay out of the challenge battles that's for sure we don't want to see them in there again yeah so that was game two moving on to game three was a little exciting um not what I was expecting but you know after someone comes on to the time for only podcast and talks to 
you know, Bleeko, it was just Bleeko at the time, but, you know, they're bound to do well, and that's exactly what Nova did. Nova played really well against Gangstars. First matchup, not as, didn't play as well the first matchup, but uh, you want to go through the draft here for them? Yeah, so uh, Nova's on side A, Gangstars is on side B. Uh, right away we see Nova, they go ahead and take away that Grace, and then Gangstars surround, and they ban out that Grumpjaw. Uh, Nova picks up that Baron then, so they definitely wanted to get that heavy hitter in the lane. Uh, Gangstars, they go ahead and pick up Lyra. Uh, Nova, they ban away Kashka, and Gangstars ban away Baptiste. So that allows Nova to pick up the final two would be Samuel and Catherine, and then the other one for Gangstars, their final two are Idris and Blackfeather. I was kind of interested to see that there was no Lance either banned or picked up in here, though. Like, they kind of focused more on that um, Catherine. Yeah, I think uh, having Grace in the mix and being used a lot more, it's starting to throw off captains that used to be picked up a lot and right. are not going to be played as much. But, uh, you know, we still see Lyra, that heal coming out of her, still pretty powerful. That burst, if you pop it right away, is can save someone. But uh, the comfort gangsters was interesting to me. Uh, I've heard this I, Idris, Idris, whatever, becoming the good counter against a Baron. Uh, as long as you can keep up with Baron, Baron's super slow. So if you keep up on him, you can use your all when you're maybe going to get bursted down to save yourself. Uh, so we've seen it be successful, but we've seen it not be successful. So a player has to be pretty good to counter this. Yeah, Iraqi did a good job of countering this. Uh, I think Zeno was the obviously main person to talk here once again. I'll talk about this in the next game, I believe it is. But... Zeno's got to stay on these carries. He's got to get away from these utility-type yeah. heroes that are supposed to set up plays for Iraqi. I just don't think they play well. Their synergy isn't as great. And he's even said that. He knows that. He likes playing that, you know, putting out that damage. He does not like for setting he, setting up plays exactly. for, not you know, not necessarily Iraqi, but anyone. It's just he, he, he feels stronger and better in the jungle when he can put out just as much damage as, as a carry can. Yeah, so... I mean, we see Truth struggle that game on um, Baron 2-7, and seven, uh, Lone Delphi 1-7, which Lone Delphi having that Samuel is one of his most comfortable heroes. I just think Zeno, 12-2, and two, just he just had a game for himself. Iraqi had 4-0, and oh, you know. Uh, his build was that Poison Shiv, Sorrow, and Tension Bow. We see this Tension Bow being on every weapon carry. Tension Bow was not a thing. You needed to buy it within the first four minutes or it became useless. But now everything is about this gold efficiency. It has to be efficient. And you're still getting that armor pierce from Tension Bow. So that's super important. And, you know, you can save some money. and Don't have to worry about buying Bone Saw, which is crazy expensive. You still got the great attack speed from Poison Ship, which is also not expensive. Uh, so the, bid, the builds have changed altogether. But uh, pretty dominant game from Gangstars. I was that's what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then we move over here to day two or day game two. two, game two, and the drafts just kind of change uh, pretty drastically. So we see Gangsters on side A and Nova on side B. Uh, Gangsters right away go ahead and ban away that Kestrel, which was really smart. Truth is really dominant on that Kestrel. Nova goes ahead and bans away that Grace, which allows Gangstars to pick a, a very still strong Lyra. Then Nova picks up the Baptiste, which is still a flex pick, not as a normal flex as some of the other flexes that we have out there. But Nova proves that he's a great flex pick. Uh, Gangsters go ahead and ban away their other main hero they play, which is the Samuel. Uh, get that away from Lone Delphi. And uh, Nova goes ahead and takes away Zeno's, mm, one of his favorites. Not his, not his only favorite, but that... Uh, Black Feather. Yep. And we see Iraqis, uh, you know, Baron that has been strong recently here being picked up, and they finish up with that uh, 
Xenotech on the um, Grump Jaw, which is going to be one of this utility, not as strong, not having a lot of power coming off of him. So, uh, well, it was interesting to see how this game actually played out. Last two pickups for Nova, we have the counter for Baron that we talked about earlier, Truth, on that um, uh, Idris, which he did a really nice job, actually, really strong performance there. And then we see the last pickup, we haven't seen this since EU, which is the Rhyme, Old Grandpa. Old Man Winter. Old Man Winter coming out of Lone Delphi, which I I wasn't, I don't really remember what Sweet J said at this moment and whether... Uh, he does a great job against that Grump Jaw because of Grump Jaw's, you know, stacks he can get up and really the burst, but that fortified health from Rhyme. Uh, but uh, surprisingly, Lone made this Rhyme work. I like the pick. That's all that matters, right? I, I mean, it's it. something new. It's something different than what we normally see. So, <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that it's it's fun to see. I mean, with the with the root coming out of Lone Delphi and, you know, your Ordain coming out of Starboy, there's a lot of CC there. Um, maybe not what you know the normal kind of CC that you see from certain uh, combos, but it obviously worked for him. I mean, they took that game. So but. yeah, truth with his build, um, standard build for him, five and two. The thing I really want to talk about in this game, besides Lone Delphi, all he built was his Eve and a yeah. you know Broken Myth and stack defense, which really helped him keep alive. Not necessarily didn't have a lot of kills, but Starboy, he's really I, he may be onto something here. He did this. He did. He does this in the very next game as well. Not to spoil anything, but. He's building an echo on this Baptiste as a captain, yeah. which is allowing him to throw out two fearsome shades, and it's it works for the most part. I've seen him do it where it changed the game around completely. You're wasting a lot of money on an echo, but if you can land those fearsome shades perfectly, where in the beginning of the fight to maybe trap someone somewhere, and if you need that second round of fearsome shade to either get away or trap someone again, that helps a lot. Because if you're starting to lose a team fight, he can throw that out and they can yeah. bail with that war tread. So. Or even if the team thinks, you know, if they have a, uh, I'm just throwing this out there hypothetically, if they have a Crucible and, you know, it gets Crucible the first time, you know, and they think, okay, that, you know, we can go in now. Well, if there's another Fearsome Shade, that can change the whole fight around, just yeah. like what you were saying. Yeah, for sure. And then we see Xeno 0 and 3 on that Grumchall, you know, Tension Bow Aftershock. Double proc. And, it, it, you know, it does work, but in, when you have someone who maybe isn't comfortable and he just feels like he's useless, he's just there and takes damage. Uh, you gotta get more defense behind yourself. Iraqi eight and five, not a terrible game. It's just that unfortunately he didn't have that help from Xeno that he normally has. He didn't have someone else to secure kills. Right. And we see Gangstars just struggling with that draft. Personally, in my opinion, that game they struggled. Uh, you know, drafting the right people. You know, going into game three here, we do see. Obviously, I don't know if I actually said it that Nova does win that eleven to eight yeah. minute twenty one. Pretty close game back and forth there. But honestly, I think it was Starboy. I think he made a big difference for them. But, you know, going to this last game, the draft for the last game here, uh, you know, we see, once again, Starboy goes ahead and picks up that Baptiste as his captain, which uh, I was excited to see it again. He does go for that Echo once again. Uh, the other two people coming out of Nova is, you know, that comfort picks. Yeah, I mean, well, Lone Delphi, we did see him play in game one, and it wasn't as good, but he goes ahead and picks up that Samuel again. Um, does a little bit better this game, obviously, but uh, I also like seeing Truth pick up that weapon power Kestrel on the lane. That's, you know, becoming a very popular pick nowadays. Uh, I think he played very well with that as well. Not not the normal, we saw that Iraqi build on that Kestrel, that Tension Bow, Sorrow-type Tyrants. We do see just a breaking point here. Yeah. So a little bit different build coming out of Truth there, but... Uh, I think Nova got a pretty solid, you know, comfort pick coming out of them. Gangstars, they do draft the a box, very, you know, strong pick. Zeno does go with Akashka, who is someone that can carry. But unfortunately, here in this case, you are up against 
that ordain Baptiste who can kind of trap Kashka and make Kashka in his little sticky position if you don't get the reflex off perfectly. And then we see Veins, once again, another Lyra, which Veins is doing a great job you know, utilizing this Lyra correctly. You know, he's getting Grace taken away from him, but he's still having a healer for his team. I, I was really surprised because, I mean, talk about, you know, comfort picks. I think these are pretty much their comfort picks for Gangstars. I mean... Yeah, we've seen Zeno absolutely dominate on, yeah, a, on this yeah. Kashka before. And then, you know, obviously, Box can be a comfort pick for almost every laner out there just because right. how strong and, quote-unquote, broken he is to some people. But... You know, I have a screenshot specifically here at minute 18. We see Gangstars just take the Kraken. They're winning 8-7, to seven and they do have a gold lead. Nope, they have a gold. They're losing the gold lead by 100. So, <laughs> very close gold lead. Yeah. But that's how close this game was. At minute eight or minute 18, Gangstars, you know, we're going to push down this Tier 2 turret. Nova already had the Tier 1 turret. They were going to be pushing. And, you know, I was thinking maybe Gangstars are going to take this Game 3. And they were looking really strong, but, you know... Towards the end of this matchup here, that's not how it ended up. I was kind of surprised, too. You know, I I'm think I'm going to be eating my words. I kind of said that, you know, maybe Gangstars would be the third team. But Nova, if they continue to play like this, and the, and we'll talk about in day two, they, they're a team to watch out for. They played really good. Yeah, and we've seen some tweets coming out of them saying that's the team they, you know, look to. Uh, I think their drafting was much better this yeah. time. They drafted into their comforts. Uh, when you play teams that know where their jungler and carry kind of lean to they can kind of target those bands and kind of ban them away but you know true seven and three lone delphi five and three really great job of kiting back on lone delphi i think he did a great job of kind of you know distracting xeno xeno try to get on top of him you know in your truth weapon power you can get into your um active camo and kind of make xeno uh you know just stuck in a sticky situation where he can't get away so uh big props to nova to take out Gangstars, a team that was in that top three position, and uh, Nova does move on to day two, so uh, props to them. Uh, last matchup for NA, sorry Cloud9, I didn't watch it, and all I know is you beat Tempo, so yeah, which GG's. Was we're, expected. <laughs> we're real proud of you. I mean, Gangstars beating Nova was expected, for me at least. Yeah, so. that's true. Tempo has been struggling, that's something we had talked about on our prediction episode, that Tempo needs to, uh, you know, figure out what's going on here. Obviously, they played a strong Cloud9 team. So, Cloud9 winning that, you know, kind of standard there. Moving on to day two as well. So, going on to day two here, I'll start breaking down some of these drafts. Our first matchup, um, not as exciting as our second matchup, of course. Cloud9 versus TSM. But, you know, we see NRG versus Nova here. Uh, pretty interesting matchup for day two here. Not teams we've seen in the, you know in that day two position so i was you know excited going in i was like wow nova has a solid chance maybe make it to the finals they played really well against gangstars so why don't we go ahead and break down this draft for this game one of nrg versus nova so yeah so first up nrg is on side a nova's on side b uh nova or nrg they go ahead and ban away that baron right away nova bans out that grace uh so NRG, they go ahead and pick up Vox right away. Uh, we see Nova go ahead on side B, and they pick up Kestrel. Uh, NRG, they go ahead and ban away Lyra. Nova bans away the Catherine. And then NRG picks up Finn. Nova picks up Arden. NRG picks up Celeste. And Nova finish up, and they pick up Samuel. So once again, we see Nova with that comfort pick that they played against Gangstars. Kestrel and um, that Samuel. Uh, I was really happy to see them pick pull that out once again, especially since they had been uh, dominating uh, with that composition. We see them dominate here again. 
truth does go back to that uh, tension bow build on this um, Kestrel. Very smart idea because he does go 12 and 0. Tension bow, uh, sorrow blade, tornado trigger, tyrants. Uh, flawless game from him. Flawless game from Lone Delphi as well. 3 and 0 on that Samuel. Teams really need to be watching out for this combination here. Uh, Lightning T picks up, you know. Does struggle on that Celeste. I wa I did watch this game. I promise. I actually did watch it. <laughs> the problem was Lightning T was just not maximizing his range. While he was, uh, you know, once he got level 8, he had that max extra range. He wasn't actually standing back as far as possible and throwing out, heli you know, throwing out the Core Collapse, Heliogenesis over and over into Supernovas. So, unfortunately, I was hoping that, you know, he'd be able to burst down Truth from the far. And, you know, Lone Delphi can just pick him out. But, you know, once Truth can, you know, act came on to sprint up to your face with that much damage, absolutely melts them away. You know, that Vox couldn't really do much. Starboy, obviously, on that Arden. Arden is always a go-to. The Vanguard always can save your life like crazy. So, 16-1, not much to talk about. NRG struggled this game. I did not like Lightning T picking that Celeste, though. I know Sweet J didn't like it either, so that's why I didn't like it. <laughs> Whatever Sweet J says goes. But yes. yeah, it was an interesting pick. I feel like there was be a lot more meta junglers while some maybe players just want to throw something throw off there and you know make someone uh kind of freak out on how you're gonna play against it. But I think uh NRG did a great job of being calm and playing uh playing it perfectly. But uh moving on to the second game draft here, uh Nova on side A. Once again we see Grant's Grants? No. Grace. Grace being banned away right away. New hero alert, Grants. No, it's her brother. <laughs> That's what Vanglory does, is have siblings and weird things like that. But then uh, NRG goes in and bans away that Kestrel. You know, smart move. Then we see um, Nova pick up that Baptiste right away, which we've seen that be a captain position. And then we see uh, NRG go ahead and pick up Adagio. So we have two strong fluxes here coming out of both teams. Second round of bans, we do see that Black Feather being banned away from Nova, and then a Baron from NRG. So uh, a lot of strong people off the board going into the last two pickups. Nova does pick up Vox, so I was interested to see um, Truth on a Vox. Haven't seen Truth on a Vox in a little bit. Then we see Starboy on a, um, the Lyra. So we do see a Lone Delphi playing that Baptiste coming out of the jungle. Interested to see Lone Delphi and the Baptiste. You know, he doesn't hasn't really played it that much. Right. Hopefully, Last, hopefully he's been watching Ponzi play it. Yeah, exactly. Last two pickups for NRG is that uh, Idris, which we've seen uh, counter a Baron, but they banned the Baron, so I guess they still just felt comfortable enough playing it. And then the Samuel, of course, coming out of Lightning Team in the jungle. So I was interested to see how that matchup would go. Uh, unfortunately um, for you know NRG, the Idris did not work out. Uh, Truth played a you know very strong uh, box in the lane. Just kind of dominated again, continuing on from that last game he had. Uh, Lone Delphi, decent play. Kind I was, of, I was of, impressed. Yeah, yeah. From, from that, you know, obviously it's hard to implement things that Von C does. Von C does have some rough games on Baptiste as well. So he's still, I would say he's still a pretty high cap player to play. He is, while many, many people may not think about it, he can be a lot like Celeste because when you build your Shatter, Broken Myth, Clockwork, and really no defense... And you're just throwing out bad mojos over and over. You kind of got to play more safe. While he does have a lot more lifesteal, so he can put himself in a sticky situation, use some auto attacks to get lifesteals, uh, it can help him. But um, Nova makes it to the finals. Uh, props to them. Huge props to them for making the finals. Getting a lot of points this week. And uh, they're going to play Cloud9 or TSM based on this next match. So no matter what, they know they're going to have a ha hard match going into the finals. You know what my favorite thing about Nova is? 
What's that? Their manners. Their manners? Yeah. They're always saying thanks. Oh, yeah. They have great manners. They're always letting everyone know um, what to do, always appreciating when they die, <laughs> always letting them know, hey, thanks for just killing me. Starboy oh, is oh, the biggest. Oh, thanks for uh, just killing my, my team. Thanks. Starboy's the biggest troll. I love it. While many people are complaining about the pings that happen, I think when the new update came out where you can like tell people, hey, buy defense or yeah. team fight, uh, you don't see them saying group together. You don't see them you know, pinging on my way because on the tournament server, whatever server they play on, that's taken away. But I don't think they implemented that into the new stuff, which can be annoying when the casters are announcing and you hear like the ping go off ping, from it, ping, which ping. that can be annoying, like them saying thanks, thanks, thanks. But then it's also funny because it's like, Starboy's running away and he gets sniped by Kestrel and he just like says thanks like oh thank you or it's like one minute in the game and their carries like we need vision <laughs> push to win <laughs> <laughs> that's Von C all Von C says is push to win because Von C is of course pushes to win no fear just fight we did see Flash X tweet out that uh, we spent five minutes for the game discussing to Von C why he must build defense and the next game Von C still doesn't build, build defense. defense Von C quotes and says offense wins games <laughs> just plain and simple Von C does not care he knows what he's doing. Oh, that's too funny. But all right, so this next matchup is going to be Cloud9 versus TSM. Once again, our finals, um, obviously, every time these two teams play, a lot of people say it is the final. So breaking down the draft here for this uh, game, Cloud9 on side A, TSM on side B. Yeah, first up we see they Cloud9, they go ahead and get rid of that Grumpchall right away. TSM, they counter that and ban away that Vox. So they're definitely targeting old school there. Uh, trying not, They don't want him to play that Vox. Uh, Cloud9, they go ahead and pick up Grace, and then TSM, uh, Best Chuck gets his Baron, so I was excited to see that. Uh, there's going to be a lot of damage coming out of that Baron with Best Chuck. We know he's one of the better ones, probably, arguably the best. Yes, I would say so. Um, and then, so Cloud9, they go ahead and they ban away the Kashka. Uh, TSM bans away the Baptiste. Cloud9 picks up a Black Feather. TSM, they go ahead and pick up Lyra. And then uh, the final pickups for Cloud9 is Glaive. And then we get kind of a surprise with TSM. Uh, we see Ozo come out. Yeah, Von C picks Ozo. I was pretty surprised to see this. I think it was maybe just a... Uh, I, I don't know if this is a comp they worked on. Maybe his you know ultimate, the Bangarang coming out, plus uh, Jump Jets from uh, Best Chuck does a lot of damage. It can kind of put someone out of position and actually blow him up, which we did see that work a couple times. But against a Glaive who can act burn away and a Black Feather who has Rose Offensive can also get away. I feel like that was a little struggle for Von C, which it was. We see him go 3-3 three and three in this game. So it wasn't like he did a great job of setting up. He did a great job of setting up plays, but it wasn't yeah. his normal Von C where he dominates and secures kills. I think it's a good thing that Best Chuck was that Baron to clean up because if not... The burst damage from Baron yeah. is crazy. There was times that he got a double kill off an auto attack. Like that's just how crazy it was. But, you know, we see Best Chuck claim that he doesn't like Baron because the Baron's so slow. But, you know, Best Chuck, when you have Tier 1 Boots and Minute 20, every hero is going to be slow. <laughs> right, yeah. So uh, maybe buy, you know, Boots a little early. Just think mm -hmm. about that next time. So, yeah, kind of like diving into the game a little bit. I mean, early on we see Old School trying to do a little bit too much, in my opinion. Um, he's trying to go for that first blood, and he ends up getting turned around, and he ends up being the first blood. So I think that kind of just start, started and set the pace for TSM at the beginning of the game and them getting a little bit ahead of Cloud9 and just kind of trying to keep that gap ahead of them the rest of the game. Yeah, you know, looking at this game, seeing TSM kind of start to dominate, their ganks were perfect. You know, you would see Von C jump in right when uh, Best Chuck would, you know, do his jump jets, which we've seen that combo on a lot of heroes. There's a lot of heroes where you Deleted. can combo, and it deletes. It's just, no matter how much health you have, if you're by your turret, you know, turret's not that big of a threat when you can delete a kill. Your your captain, you know, flash just sits there, to, I'll take the turret shots while you guys get the kills. It's, right. it's really crazy things, but 
you know, just thinking about what's changed for Cloud9 versus TSM, this whole rivalry that's been happening. You know, we see Cloud9 be the team that dominates over there in the springtime, and uh, maybe just TSM struggles with their nerves. Are we going to see TSM continue to dominate throughout this, you know, split, get to summer champions, and then just lose again, maybe because yeah. of nerves or performance on live stage or who knows even really who's going to be with tsm when uh you know the summer championships actually come around hopefully they still have their original roster but you never know yeah you know physics is gone from cloud nine she's not drafting for them so maybe that's the issue cloud nine's just struggling getting the right draft coming out of the you know that beginning stage before the game even starts but um you know we see you know gabe struggled sometimes getting his fountain off that's what we talked about earlier when there's such a high burst coming out of uh, the enemy team your fountain has to be sometimes almost early enough to make up for that damage that comes out of that baron uh, maybe fortified health would help but even then fortified health can only suck up so much damage but you know we heard the talk of a snowball happening quite early on for tsm they just played very well farming perfectly and um you know just the snowball was happening, you know, like you had mentioned already, Von C being aggressive. We saw times that Von C was just like jumping in, bouncing around on the enemy team yeah. while Best Chuck's like, I'm going to keep laning Von C. You go ahead and die. And I can just hear Von C saying, Chuck, why do you suck? Go in when I go in. Just fight. <laughs> I can just hear Von C saying, why do you, you suck so bad? And then, and you know, you know, Best Chuck follows it up with like a triple kill. And he's like, Von C, I told you, just chill out. All <laughs> just right? listen to me and let me work. But, you know, um, I thought C9 was going to get a little bit of a turnaround, honestly, at about the 11.30 minute mark. Uh, they had a good fight there, but I should know better because this is what TSM and C9 do. They you know, they take turns winning fights, and it just kind of comes down to the end on, okay, who's going to win the last team fight to get the Kraken and go win? And what we saw was Best Chuck having a lot of damage output, not enough defense, so you really yeah. had to see... I mean, old school on that glaive in the lane, you know, he had to try to focus on afterburning right when Best Chuck would double, you know, jump jets in and get that double auto attack off and knocking him away and trying to burst him down and try to get him off the map first. Really, if you can get Best Chuck off the fight, you can maybe win because, you know, Von C wasn't doing as much damage. They could probably handle that, which we did see one time, you know, old school kind of singled out Best Chuck, got that kill, and it was just left for Von C, and they kind of struggled against that. So, I don't know. It was it was a rough matchup. I love Joseph. Unfortunately, couldn't do as much on that uh, on that black feather as I thought he would. Uh, his on points weren't hitting as much, but you know this game does go to almost minute twenty. TSM does get that last team fight to push with the Kraken to finally win the game. Yep. So moving on to game two here for this series, uh, TSM is in on side A. Cloud Nine's on side B. TSM goes in and bans away that box right away. Obviously, not gonna ban away that Baron. They want to maybe have the chance to pick him up. Cloud9 is smart enough to ban away that Baron. Uh, I was pretty surprised here that uh, TSM did not pick up Grace right away, which I think it just shows that they think Lyra is still the better he he uh, the healer in this situation. So TSM picks up uh, Lyra. Cloud9 goes in and picks up that Kashka, which I thought that was a you know, good pick for I Love Joseph. Second round of bans, we see TSM ban away that Grace. And Cloud9 ban away Grumpjaw, which I do understand why they ban away that Grumpjaw. Grumpjaw can be a struggle with Kashka. But, you know, they, there is Baptiste out there still. So I was kind of thinking they should have maybe banned away Baptiste. I don't think Von C would have paid, played a cooldown, uh, you know, Grump Jaw in, in the jungle. Then the last two picks for TSM is a jewel. Once again, we saw that day one. Best Chuck felt comfortable enough to pull out it again. And then, like I said, that Baptiste does come out for Von C. So we see Von C on a hero he's very comfortable with. Almost just as comfortable as he was back in the day on that Kashka. And then the last big up for uh, Cloud9, last two, we see the very old meta that was run, which yeah. is that Fortress and Ringo, a very aggressive combo. 
up in your face, trying to burst you down immediately with that Ringo. I was interested to see how uh, Gold School will do on Ringo. I haven't seen him play Ringo in a long time. Yeah, you know, Ringo's kind of fell out of meta, but um, I, honestly, he didn't do too bad on that Ringo. Uh, First Blood went over to TSM. Uh, There's just a little bit too much of aggression out of C9. Old School Face checked a bush at about the six-minute mark and paid with his life. I know there was a big point where they had talked about um, communication, these teams being on voice comms, and not really sure how that happens. How the carry walks into the bush first and just absolutely got blown up. Like, what? Why, why is that not being flared? Why is that not being communicated? Like, hey, I'm going to go over here. And why is Gabe not running over there with that? You know, the fortress with the movement speed paired up with the Kashka. It just didn't make sense. You know, I mean, obviously we don't know what happened, what's going on, but... It, it just didn't seem... Yeah, you think at this level of play that would be avoided. You know, players can get lazy. There's like, oh, maybe their shot calling was like the last point they had saw them there at this location, so they thought they were going to be safe going into that bush, and then, you know, they just happened to be off slightly. But, you know, the com- the communication does have to be down in this type of situation. You need to be aware of where they may be and not take that risk. Obviously, there's not as much on the line right now, but you still don't want to be giving up like that. But, right. you know, Von C later in the game, he kind of does the same thing. It kind of gets too far forward with Baptiste, and like if you don't have your ordained up and you're just throwing out bad mojos, and once you get too far close, you know, Ringo does put out a lot of damage, and that just allowed that Kashka and Ringo to do a lot of damage. They kill Von C. That puts, uh, you know, Best Chuck and Flash in some issues. Especially old school's Ringo with that stutter step. That dude his can still stutter, stutter step. Stutter insane. It's insane. There's a replay of a team fight late on in the game, and he got Atlas. And as soon as Atlas went away, he had his twirling silver back up. It was ridiculous. Setter step yeah. was nuts. He does a great job. But, you know, that's what I had, you know, my notes here written down was, you know, these team fights came down to who missed the reflex block. Like, if they got their Atlases off on old school, they could get him out of that fight. You know, I love Joseph could only do so much with the Kashka. And I really think that's why TSM ended up winning this. You know, like I said, Von C kind of got stepped out. They gave up an ace. They pushed with Kraken. And they kind of, you know, Cloud9 kind of comes back in the game. But, you know, the next team fight, if they get the ordained down perfectly, and if, you know, if uh, um, Old School gets caught out by Best Chuck on that rocket leap, he does a great job of bursting him down. And, you know, really with Jewel, you, you can't really get Atlas. You know, you do damage, damage auto attacks, but you have your Thunder Strikes. And that can, you know, kind of really spell a lot of good damage. So, you know. I still have to give Gabe major props, though, as one of the pro- the best Crucible user in the game because there was at one point when von c threw the fearsome shade he blocked it completely and you know it really threw tsm for a spin that you know the other team wasn't running the other way and the game blocked it perfectly the thing that's hard about fearsome shade that i've been realizing is that your team can be staggered you know yeah. obviously there's three of you and if your back player is far enough away to where that crucible comes down as that fearsome shade still like because it's an over the time alt like right it can happen in the beginning of it or the end it doesn't change so his team sometimes would get caught out the very last second or someone would get clipped and you'd be like wait a minute i thought he blocked that but technically he was getting hit by a part of the all that wasn't actually blocked so it's really hard to tell when it happens fearsome shade is very hard ability to block kind of just like grump jaws all also a very hard ability to time up and block perfectly but Gabe's still one of the best at doing it yeah and then flash i i you know late later on his heels were just nuts there's times that bonsi should have been dead but you know the the Imperial Sigil coming out of Flash was pretty nuts. But finally, TSM gets another Kraken. They actually stick with the Kraken instead of wasting their time chasing Isle of Joseph. They got that Kraken because C9 fought by the Crystal Sentry. Yeah, well, when you can fight around your Crystal Sentry, 
they try to run away a little yeah, too late, late yeah. while the Christmas Century had done its damage. But, you know, we saw twice that Isle of Justice survived, and then Isle of Justice would, like, twirl on jungle camps, yeah. boots, and next thing you know, he, like, made it to the left side and the right side of the ba- of the map in, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, he's so quick in that cash. Cut. And they just wasted their time on the first Kraken trying to chase him down to get an ace. Kraken pushes down one and a half, almost two turrets. Then they do it again, chase him. Then it ends up where they walk all the way back down. Best Chuck just rocket leaps over the wall and yeah. just, like, auto-attacks a couple times. They end up winning it. But uh, Cloud9... They did look like they were struggling a little bit. You know, TSM looked like the dominate, dominant team like we saw in spring season. They were just dominating early on. They've won, you know, split one already. They've already got that first place down, basically. Mm-hmm. So, you know, C9 looking to get more points next week, but TSM in a very comfortable place going into this fourth week. Yeah. So we got a, a Nova versus TSM finals, which I did not see this. Well, I saw TSM being in there because, you know, I picked TSM once again and right once again. So Yes, yes, whatever. But I did not see Nova being in there. Yeah, definitely a surprise <laughs> seeing Nova in the finals. But uh, I think Nova had a big challenge coming into this game. They needed to draft perfectly and they needed to play perfectly. And I think right away, the very first uh, game here, we see nova maybe getting out drafted and when i say maybe i say they definitely did yeah um going over the draft here for this game one uh we see nova on side a and tsm on side b nova goes ahead and bans away that grace right away and then tsm follows up with that box uh i think tsm definitely prioritizes banning away that box they're comfortable enough playing maybe a kestrel baron other type of jungle or carry than even a jewel recently uh nova goes ahead and picks first picks lyra that healer is being uh played a lot TSM goes in and pick, first picks Kashka, which I was very surprised to see that. Uh, Vansi back on Akashka, maybe one of his most comfortable picks. Second round of bans, we see Nova ban away the other hero, Adagio. Adagio has not been banned as much recently in this season. And then TSM does ban away that Grumpjaw. Uh, last two picks up for Nova are some pretty comfort picks here. We see Truth getting his Idris, Idris and then we see Lone Delphi getting a Kestrel, uh, Crystal Kestrel for that fact. They definitely try to use that Crystal Kestrel to try to um, stop the the Baron that Best Chuck ends up picking up. So we see Best Chuck on his very dominant Baron again. You have to play a pretty specific hero here, and Idris unfortunately didn't do enough to counter that Baron. I'm surprised to see Flash X on that Fortress too. Huh? Yeah, the Fortress coming out of Flash X. Uh, I think it's the Kashka. They want to have yeah. that early game dominance and really just making it hard for maybe Kestrel in the jungle there alone, uh, farming up. But, uh, you know, this game was pretty one-sided overall i think uh both teams were kind of on their comfort picks to be honest we see uh baron and kashka those are definitely comfort picks and then recently that that kestrel and the idris have been pretty comfort picks for nova yeah tsm i mean they go ahead and they get that first blood but tsm pretty much dominated the, the early to mid game uh we do see tsm taking that first turn at 11 minute more 11 minute mark and then shortly after that they get the next one um, yeah, TSM was complete, or was they were in the driver's seat completely at 12 minute 30 second mark. Yeah, I mean Lone had a pretty decent game. Um, unfortunately, when you play that Kestrel, you have you're vulnerable. You know, you're you have a lot of off or crystal power. You're not really building any defense to keep yourself alive. And when uh, there is some times that he got his active camo off, and Flash would be leading the charge as Fortress, and he'd get blown up, and Flash would have to bail. Yeah. You know, throw out those wolves, get the fortified health, maybe hit the fountain. But unfortunately, Von C was uh, doing a great job of bouncing, jumping in after Flash would get blown up, after the active camos had come out. Um, you know, we see Von C being 8 and 0 on the 17 minute mark. I did see an interesting, uh, you know, one of the stats pop up that Vanglory supplies is 
you know, TSM is averaging 0.94 Kraken per match. So they're almost getting one Kraken per match. I feel like that's pretty decent. That's pretty good. That, that really increases your chances of winning a game. I mean, uh, yeah, you're sure. getting Kraken. I think the other point zero six is when they just don't need one, and they just <laughs> win without even having a Kraken. 12-minute mark. Yeah, I'm sure it's not like uh, they, I mean, obviously they do lose, but there's a lot of matches in these good games where each team gets at least one Kraken per game. But, um, yeah, like I said, that Lone was trying to play, uh, you know, the poke game against that Baron, but when you have a dive comp coming out of Fortress and Yukatsu, that's kind of an uphill battle. I, w- I really like the Kestrel pick out, though, with Lone Delphi, because, I mean, that's w- probably one of the only heroes that can burst down, you know, the Baron as quickly as what Baron can burst down you. Especially if you don't have, you know, Baron's not having the defense. You have maybe a range advantage on that yeah. Baron. If, as long as you can stay, if you can hit your active camo right when he jump jets. Especially into your pool. If, if you yeah. get lucky enough, you know, and he jump jets into your pool. It's all and about you can, timing in that yeah. situation. There was times that we saw Lone get all four Glimmer shots. And Baron would be, you know, jump jetting away instead of in because he was getting ready to die. So I think it takes a little bit of luck, though. I mean, too. I mean, it's not all skill. You know, you just hope that he jumps into your pool. It's not anything oh, really sure. that you can control. Especially if you can get, you know, best luck to not notice it yeah. that you just put it down. But yeah, that's pretty much all for game one. There, TSM pretty much dominated. Like I said, it was, uh, you know, the kills there were nineteen to nineteen to six. So um, this game two, though, uh, we'll go ahead and get into this draft. Yeah, so TSM's on side A, Nova's on side B. Uh, right away we see TSM, they ban out that Vox. I think they still think they're playing old school. No, I'm just kidding. Truth is pretty good with Vox, though. Uh, Nova, they go ahead and ban away the Grace. TSM, they pick up that Lyra again. We see that you know consistently here. Uh, Nova, they go ahead and pick up a Baptiste, which was a good pickup for them. Uh, TSM, they ban away the Kestrel. And then Nova, they go ahead and ban, he, they ban away the, the Black Feather. Uh, TSM follow up their last two picks as Glaive and Samuel, and then Nova finish it out with Idris and Ataka, which we haven't seen Ataka very much lately. Yeah, I was surprised to see Lone on that Taka, but you know, Nova gets back on that Starboy, playing that Captain, uh, you know, Baptiste, which didn't necessarily work out as well as I thought. I know me and you had talked about this. We saw, obviously, Nova, very big, uh, <clears throat> they like to say thanks and by defense and the pings, but. This game, we noticed Von C was also getting involved, and so it was best Chuck a little bit. So I was thinking, TSM was not playing this game as seriously. I mean, they played Cloud9. You didn't see any of that coming out of those yeah. teams. Uh, we see, you know, Nova fighting pretty hard. TSM played a lot smoother against Cloud9. Um, the Baptiste, like I had mentioned earlier, didn't work out as well. Um, I know the Taka was uh, trying to counter away uh, Von C there on, um, on the, the Samuel, but... Uh, the Baptiste just couldn't do a good job of like getting the Ordained out. Uh, best Chuck on the Glaive. Uh, the Ordained trying to catch him out. Even if he does afterburn far away, he's still maybe out of distance from Lone Delphi jumping on people. But, you know, 14-9 was the final score of this game. Uh, but more details about it. Nova, I mean, they... I thought they were going to win the game. They have the, the crystal was open for TSM. They took out all the turrets. They unleashed the Kraken. And I'm like, oh, wow, I think Nova can do this. Nope. Von C had a great fight. Turned the game around. They ended up getting a crack in. And TSM, they knew how to push to win the game. They, you know, they've done this once or twice. They were like, no, we're going to go ahead and finish this right here, right now. Yeah, they use the Kraken as bait. They push the Kraken, wait for Nova to engage in the fight. They kite away and just get the ace and then rejoin the Kraken to win the game. But yep. like you had mentioned that Von C's fight. You know, he, he did a great job using that Dripping Dark to stay away from the Ordain. He couldn't get trapped and kind of 
couldn't get uh, that Taka could not get on top of him. So even though Taka's a good counter to that Samuel, Fonsi finally had a great job, got the broken the missed sacks up, and you know won that fight, got the crack in, waited for the next fight. So I mean, not as strong game for TSM in the finals here. Obviously, they may have not been playing as strong. That's just my personal opinion from yeah. watching the matchups. But let's go ahead and give that our MVPs here and kind of wrap this episode up. Um, I know it was a shorter recap just because of we missed a little bit of uh, EU and didn't talk about EU as much. But going to have a little fun with our MVPs here. Uh, I think Best Chuck does deserve it just because we are seeing that Baron finally becoming a consistent domination out of him. I was going to say because it's his jewel play and we haven't seen jewel be played in how long? Yeah, that's also true. You know, he does uh, you know play that jewel and actually dominate with it. So the laner MVP is Best Chuck, uh, N.A. For our jungler, uh, we are going to give it to Lone Delphi, I think. Yeah. Uh, while Truth maybe deserve it just as much because he d- had a dominating day one. I think Lone proved that, you know, with the new team he's on, with True, Starboy, they're starting to play a lot better. Their synergies definitely. Yeah, and I think Lone was maybe the person they were waiting to get that synergy in. I think he's starting to get to that point where he's starting to maybe play some new heroes, starting to get his hero pool a little bigger. Uh, Starboy easily could have deserved, uh, he does deserve the MVP for this week as well, uh, mostly because of his pings. Uh, we said that uh, thanks. We were dying laughing while does troll every time Starboy would get sniped or would yeah. die or his whole team would get wiped <laughs> off. He'd just say thanks, thanks. But uh, super sarcastic most of the day time. one Starboy's play of that Baptiste was really surprising. That Echo, I think it's genius. I think it may not be as cost efficient. I don't know if we're gonna see it coming out of other captains, but you know, two fearsome shades can be pretty scary coming out of a Baptiste if that's played correctly. So. Big shout out to Starboy and just Nova all together just because of how they did get to the finals this week. They yeah. played a lot better. Um, and so our you know our three MVPs will be Best Chuck, Lone Delphi, and Starboy. So that is all we have for this recap episode. Um, let's go over the point standing for NA here, and then we'll go over our fantasy points to see who's winning between Crude and I. But North America is TSM. 24, Gangstars 12, Cloud9 11, Nova 6, NRG 5, Tempo with 4, Hammers with 2, and Echo with 0. So those four te- three teams, Tempo, Hammers, and Echo, are kind of at the bottom there. Tempo's looking to take over NRG possibly, move out of that uh, Challenger Series uh, spot. Nova's right there too, though, honestly. I mean, Nova could, if, if Tempo does good, it could they could slide all yeah, the way Yeah, we'll down. have to see in our uh, prediction episode who's playing who yeah, and yeah. which teams may not have a chance to gain points. But... That's the standings for the end of this week. Let's go ahead and talk about our points and see who is winning. I'm pretty sure we know who's winning, and it's not you. Yeah, I definitely... I I thought I got screwed on EU, but then I realized I got screwed even harder on NA because once again, I went with my Cloud9. I thought Cloud9 was going to come back and redeem themselves. Gangstars kind of screwed me over as well. I even picked Echo Fox to maybe get the upset there. I could have taken some serious points this week from you because I picked G2 in the championship for Europe, and they they lost to SK. But if they would have won there, too, I would have three more points. So that would have been... Yeah. Yeah, so Crew got six points out of the EU side and seven out of the NA for a total of 13. Moving his total up for week three, 33. I got three points out of uh, EU and two out of NA. I missed the Gangstars picks, the Echo pick, and I picked C9 to beat TSM, which means my final's wrong. Third place matchup was wrong. So uh, Nova definitely threw us for a wrench in the NA side. Yeah, it was definitely 
not what I was expecting. You're so. not that far no, behind. No, I'm, I'm one big one bad weekend for me, which probably yeah. I'm gonna have to do split two. It's gonna be my time to come back. Okay. I'm at 21. I'm down by uh, yeah 12. So I got a little bit to go here. 12 points. That's like a full week. Hopefully, I have a better week next week. I think we're gonna. I'm gonna force him to pick Cloud Nine. I'm gonna pick TSM. But my luck, Cloud Nine will win that week. So we'll see. But that is the end of our recap episode here for weekend number three. Uh, we will have our prediction episode coming back up at the be, uh, end of this week, so I'll be looking out for that. But I think that's all we have. Thanks uh, for listening, guys. We always appreciate it. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. Time for rolling.